Welcome back, my friend, to the Nemos News Network, where we continue with your help to break the cycle of fake news. I'm joined once again by Dr. Kirk Elliott, and we're going to go into some of the different ways in which the economy is evolving, uh, some of the things that are happening in the gold market. I know we, we may even delve a little bit into what's happening with crypto because it's going crazy there as well. Another sign that people are trying to abandon the economy in general, I think. And also, you know, record both uh, economies and the market, as well as record fear, I would say. Uh, Dr. Kirk Elliott, thank you again for, for joining us. Um, did I get it kind of close there? You, you got it close. Okay. <laughs> what is going on right now? Well, you know, you're right when you were talking about crypto. I mean, you're right about what you said in, in your little monologue there. But when, when you see Bitcoin, like it, these ridiculous like levels, and it's just going through the stratosphere, right? What does that tell you? tells you the same thing as when gold starts shooting through the stratosphere. People are looking for something different. They, they don't trust what's going on. They don't trust that, they really don't trust that the stock market is real, right? In, in the sense of, is it, is it gonna go up once the vaccine comes? Uh, maybe it's not. Um, is there going to be enough stimulus? Is Janet Yellen going to be helicopter Janet and, and really stimulate the way that she says she's going to? And even if she does, does that mean it's a strong stock market if it's being held together with stimulus money, right? So, so there's all these weird questions that come in. And when you see alternative investments, which I would say three years from now, crypto, gold, silver, none of those will be considered alternative investments. Maybe the stock market will be considered an alternative investment, right? Because, yeah. because it's like the whole populist movement, you know, and we're areas where that's happening all over the globe. They want, they want authenticity. They want accuracy. They want truth. They want transparency. And everything that we're seeing in the government and, and actually in the world of high finance right now is, is none of that. But, but gold and crypto are right they they are a better barometer of of what people think about what's going on than really almost anything quite honestly you you bring up an interesting point there and this is something that i i wanted to bring up and i haven't to date but when you mentioned barometer with gold and cryptos um i kind of inwardly have this opinion and it's just an opinion it's just speculation that cryptos are more of like a young man's game and gold and silver is more of an old man's game uh, because younger people don't generally understand gold and silver and almost only exclusively younger people get cryptocurrencies, even though there are now institutions that are throwing hundreds of millions of dollars into Bitcoin. I don't think, you know, they're probably hiring someone young that's tech savvy to do it. I feel like it's like a, 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 a young millennial kind of money. So for me, crypto surging is a sign uh, that either institutional money is getting in the game or that younger people are waking up to the corruption and they're fleeing the rigged money system. And when I look at gold and silver, I kind of think, well, people who are older and have money are getting out of the dollar. You know, well, am I too far off? I, think? I don't think you're too far off on that. And, and what this tells us is it's now, so, so millennials, I don't know if they're apathetic or what, but they really, never distrusted, never really trusted. They were just kind of there, right? So, so now 
I, I would agree with that because if you've got the older generations, um, you know, my age plus, let's say 40 plus that would look at gold and everybody 40 and younger might look at, at crypto generally, um, you've got the, the full spectrum of the population looking at different investment classes. It just tells you that truly the world is starting to believe not just rogue internet bloggers, right? The world is starting to believe that the system is completely broken and there's probably something different coming. And they're trying to protect themselves. And this is why you are seeing crypto at crazy high levels. But, but speaking of barometers, okay, so gold, it's a commodity, right? So it's, um, it's not like an industrial metal like silver would be. It's not used in electronics or anything. But if you go back, to 1968, you know, this is, I was just looking at a chart earlier this morning. Um, you go back to 1968, 100% of the time, not part of the time, not 99% of the time, 100% of the time, gold, when gold would rise, inflation followed within one to two years after that, 100% of the time. So we, we can look back, 1970. Gold started um, moving up in 1970, and, and inflation ensued two years after that. 1976, um, inflation came about six months after that. 1982, inflation came almost immediately. 1986, I mean, we can go back on this chart. So what does that tell us? It tells us that inflation is coming because gold's been going up now, um, well, 30% plus this year lower amount the year before, but it's been going up for a while, so inflation is coming. So here's where this starts to become a little interesting. And, and my theory is that central banks want higher gold price. And I say, Kurt, you're whacked. Central banks don't want higher gold price. They keep wanting to turn it down and, and get people out of it, right? So, so here's my theory. They know if I'm, if I can look at a chart, I can guarantee you that central bankers know that, hey, gold always pre, you know, is a precursor to inflation. Central bankers need inflation. Why? Because they have so much debt. They carry so much debt. And if you have inflated money supplies and inflation, that means you're paying off debt with devalued dollars. There's no way that you can get rid of an unsustainable debt without inflation. So I believe that the central bankers want inflation. So I think that they're secretly cheering for higher priced gold because, because they need to. Well, here's one other weird kind of wacky thing is I was digging into some stuff this morning. Balance sheets of central banks, okay? How do they, how do they account for gold on, on their balance sheets? Well, the Fed uses gold certificates. So, they were, were like the European Central Bank actually has stockpiles of gold. So when you're looking at the European Central Bank, they, they mark to market. The actual price of gold is what that's reflected at. In America, I didn't realize this until this morning, and I've got a PhD in economics, right? They use a statutory value of $42.22 when they value gold on their balance sheet. So it's like, who does a higher price of gold help? It doesn't help the Fed at all. It helps the European Central Bank because they mark to market. And when you have inflation and they have gold stockpiles and we just have some kind of a dumb certificate, I think what's coming is they are seeing the writing on the wall 
they need inflation to get rid of as much of their debt as possible before we start to transition into the next currency system, which probably is going to be crypto. And I think it's going to be gold backed um, before we get there in a transitionary step. So long story short, I think central banks want higher gold prices because they need inflation or else they simply cannot pay off their debt. Well, I know at least one central bank now, it's a, I can't remember the name of the country. I reported on this recently. It's a minor like African nation, but they started to use gold as currency again. They've actually embedded a little bar of gold into a paper certificate. Uzbekistan. Yeah, Uzbekistan, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like somewhere between Africa and Asia. It's like, it's like one of the old Russian satellites between the Middle East and, and Russia. Um, I thought that was the one Borat was from, the guy that keeps making... <laughs> he, might be from there. <laughs> he keeps going after like Ron Paul and Rudy Giuliani and stuff. Anyway, but, but isn't isn't that a for sure sign too that something else is coming? Granted, it's a small, you know, not really a, a meaningful country in the grand scheme of things of of world finance. But it's your first central bank that's actually saying we can use gold as currency, and and they're going to be the first ones to have to because they don't have the central reserve status of the world, and and they can't just keep printing money out of this problem the way that you know the U.S. can. And, and, and bigger nations are still able to do that to some degree. But two of the biggest themes that I can identify are the abandonment of the dollar, the de-dollarization of central banks around the world. They're getting away from the system. They're, a lot of them are moving toward the Eastern system that, that Russia and China are setting up to sort of compete with our SWIFT system. And the moving away from or, or the, the volatility in the whole petrodollar system. I mean, the petrodollar is dead. And the whole oil market seems to be very volatile. So what else do we have to peg anything to at this point? Right. The not trustworthy. The oil's not trustworthy. Uh, we have nothing left really but metals. That's true. And so countries like Uzbekistan can use gold as currency. Other small countries that don't have a lot of exports can. It would be very detrimental for a country that has a lot of exports going out to the rest of the world to actually back their currency with gold. Because when nobody else is doing it, that would make their currency rise so much in value. And if you have a strong currency, your exports are really expensive all over the world and nobody will buy them. So here's where, yeah, with the big countries, the, the Western nations like Germany and, and America and Canada and Mexico, and then you've got China and the Asian big you know, super economies, I think, None of them can back their currency with gold one at a time. It's going to be all or nothing. And I think this is about where we're at. It's not going to be nothing. So I think the next phase is all of them do it at the same time or else they shoot themselves in the foot and nobody will purchase their exports because if just one big currency is backed by gold, it gives it so much value over the other currencies and it gets so strong that their current, their their exports become so expensive, truly nobody will buy them. And so it's gotta be an all or nothing. And this is the whole concept to me behind the global financial reset. It's gotta be everybody going in at the same time and killing the fiat based um, central banking system. So you mentioned the reset, how does this, uh, which sounds like a good future, play into what they're trying to put us into, which is this you know, loss of the ability to have private property 
you get a dole out from the government as long as you take your yearly vaccines, uh, sort of new world order uh, with, a, with a, a little coat of paint. And now they're calling it the Great Reset, you know? I think that I think a gold-backed currency moving towards even cryptocurrencies as, as a national currency is a huge slap in the face towards that. And so is Trump. This is why they do not want, they being the globalists, do not want Trump to be president. It's, um, he was stopping it, right? And he will continue to stop it after this, this lawsuit from Texas and 17 other states. It's like, their game is over for another four years. And everything that they were planning with a Biden presidency, it ain't gonna happen. Have you seen the memes? I mean, I, I saw the one of a big wrestler, like an eight foot tall guy with like a neck, like a tree trunk. And these four little wrestlers that are gonna go up against him. And it slapped Texas on the big guy and then the other four states on these other four. And it was like epic showdown of all times to end all showdowns. And now, you know, within just a few days, a few hours, uh, we have uh, an even divide almost between half the states having joined on Texas side and half the states having joined against them. Now you're seeing this almost civil war. Rush Limbaugh is talking about a secession. He sees a secession. He believes a secession's on the way. Oh my, I didn't hear him say that, but that's, that's a, a big step. I, I mean, this is the first quote, but it's, it's, it's the essence. I reported on that um, last night in my video, in fact. Incredible. I mean, that that would be a logical next step when you've got 17 states saying they're, all their voters were disenfranchised because of the ones they cheated. I mean, that is how civil wars start, right? It's We feel disenfranchised. We want something that, that you're not letting us have. And um, that's very possible. <laughs> oh, my word. Well, either way, uh, I think truth wins because a, a disenfranchisement of a system that is rigged is a good thing. And uh, in the long term, it means more people will resist and wake up and see what it is doing to them instead of doing for them, supposedly. Right. And, um, you know, I think that we are in that midst and that's why they're trying to sort of get to the finish line with some of this great reset stuff. I feel like it's falling apart. I feel like it, it or at least it's straining. I feel like Trump and, and Brexit and these other things that are happening force them to speed up their timeline. And now they're making mistakes. They're getting caught. For example, uh, we're seeing a, a Soros, Bill Gates, China connections around the election fraud, all of this together, all of that uh, filled with mistakes. Now, thousands of examples of election fraud. They, they, they were sloppy and they didn't send their best. Now we're catching Chinese spies and, and connections to House Intelligence Committee people. Walwell, you know, this is, uh, it, it's like a James Bond movie. It kind of is, except you don't have to pay for it. We can just watch it for free. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, I wouldn't know what a movie is right now anyways. I, when was the last time a major release was sent out to the theaters, right? I, I have no idea. They're doing it through online venues now because of this uh, new normal they're trying to create. So, you know, the, the future of the local theater is dead, essentially. They're going to start doing it on HBO Max and Netflix and Disney Plus and and they're going to have a, a, a huge monopoly online. And it's going to cost as much to do a, a red box rental soon as it was to go out to a theater. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to watch a movie as a family because we did that on Disney Plus for the Mulan movie. It was like 25 bucks or something like that. You know, if I'm going to a movie by myself, it's like eight or 10. 
Yeah, I grew up news all the time. Yeah, so you you have to uh, you have to watch yours as a family, or else it's not going to be cost effective. Everything's changed, Dustin. Everything's changed, and we just have to adapt. And this is where, when we're talking about finances, you know, and and how Bitcoin, gold, what we have to do is adapt into this transition economy into the next one. And I don't have to look two years, five years, ten years down the road because I don't care. All I care is about what's right in front of us right now. And if we can maximize that and we can maximize that tomorrow and we can maximize it two days from now, our future will be maximized. And what's that telling us right now? The easy way is just simply buy gold. It's private. Another good way might be it's more volatile and there's a lot of risk because cryptos can go through the moon and they can fall off like nobody's business, right? In, in a day. Yeah. Um, or an EMP attack. And, and the thing that I don't like about crypto is is the liquidity of it. It's not that easy to get it out. Um, you have to take it in increments. Um, you know, they don't let you take it all out on the same day, depending on your e-wallet company. And it and it becomes. And, and I I I bought some Bitcoin, right? And when I and it's not private, like people think. Uh, to get my e-wallet, I had to show uh, a statement of my utility bill with a note saying, this is my driver's license, this is my face, and I, I authorize you, this is me, I authorize this money to be used to buy Bitcoin. It's like, well, what about the privacy? That's whacked, seriously. But it's what you had to go through to buy Bitcoin. You know, I'm a little worried that there could be an EMP attack of some sort as well from China. If we if we get into a war, that's one of America's fragile points. Uh, we're not hardened against EMP, and that would wipe out a lot of people's cryptocurrency assets. They can't they can't EMP your gold bar or coin or your silver bars or coins. Um, it, another thing is is land. You know, my wife and I are trying to find a place where we can build a home. We're saving toward that at some point. I feel like that's something that will hold its value, whatever we go into. Because if nothing else, food inflation, right? I, I think it'll, it'll pay for itself over time in grocery bills. But yeah. um, anyway, I, I, we've covered a lot of things. Obviously, the clear answer here is go to Kirk's website. You can find the link at nemosnewsnetwork.com slash gold and, and talk to Kirk and his team about gold and silver because that's stability and, and I don't have to make the case that we're in unstable times. I think that everyone knows at that point or at this point that we are. So um, have, have we left anything out, Kirk? We really haven't. Um, you know, things are not always as they seem, right? Um, the, everything that we see like the stock market jumping up in a day is because of a knee-jerk reaction to the news. It has nothing to do with reality. It's like, oh, well, uh, the vaccine is gonna open up the economy. It's like, well, it, it's not like the polio vaccine. It's like the flu vaccine. It works on maybe two or 3% of the people. According to Fauci, it's not gonna work on everybody. But according to Fauci, oh, what did he say, that, that every every, Black person should should get the vaccine like immediately. It's like sounds like a Bill Gates comment. Yeah, it's like why in the world did this just turn into that? It's like come well, on. All Bill Gates has talked about for like a decade or two is depopulation and vaccines and helping you, helping you with his vaccines. And by the way, depopulation. 
And, and that's kind of been a recurring over and over theme with him. And I feel like we, we can pretty much kind of spot his intentions at this point. I will say that the worst part about Trump, I would think, uh, is that because of the Trump effect, we can't just point at this economy and say, that is a bubble. Look at this. Because people think Trump is making this happen, even though a big part of this is the everything bubble. And, you know, Trump was there at the right time to sort of land the crashing plane, but there's too much energy built up. Trump can't stop a hundred years of economic distortion through central bank printing press. You know, it's just one man. So this economy is going to have some issues. And I agree with you that the constant, you know, hockey stick up that's happening right now, that now it's so much of an up in some cases, like the money printing an extra 40% of our entire dollar base this year, right? Since March, it's not even like this. Now the charts are just straight up. All of the bubble alerts are off. Uh, you know, all of the alarms are going off in my world as far as the uh, instability of the economy. Am I right about that? You're right, 100%. So this is just headlines, news, people latching on to what, you know, the Federal Reserve is saying. They're latching on to what's going on with the trade war. It, it, the vaccine news, every time there's words of vaccine in a headline, things go up, up, up because they think it's about to reopen. Um, you know, it, it all looks like it's about to pop to me. I feel like we're on like, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the movie uh, Pompeii, you know, it was a, kind of like a love story, but then the mountain, the volcano explodes right. and then the right. real story hits, which is the story of Pompeii. And then the love story is wiped out. They just burn. Everything. Right. And what's about to happen, I think, with this economy, it's a love story and everything is happening great. You know, even millennials are making money hand over fist with Robin Hood and losing money just as quick. Um, these, these different exchanges are going down different times, which is unusual. You're seeing businesses that have been in the gold and silver physical business for like a hundred plus years go under. Uh, things are really happening now. And I feel like I should be shouting it, but I'm usually very calm. I was described as the Bob Ross of conspiracy theories, but I can silver if you can, why you can, you know? You are no Bob Ross with your new haircut, yeah, but you still need to go shorter to look like me. I do. Yeah. I, you know, I'm afraid with the Florida sun to go too short and, and, you know, I made the mistake of letting my daughter like help with one part because she wanted to do something. So I needed something new anyway, and I kind of like it short, you know, whatever. But I love, I love short hair, obviously. What do you do? I'll, I'll have to get the Bob Ross wig. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you, Kirk. I really appreciate your time. Um, I went a bit long there, but uh, if anyone has any comments or thoughts, leave them below. Uh, you can find Kirk's website again if you just go through nemosnewsnetwork.com slash gold. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Please consider sharing, liking, subscribing. Uh, the only way we get around censorship is with your help. So with that said, we'll see you on the next one. And thanks, Kurt. You bet. Bye-bye.